in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. December 1st. Wow, one December, the last month, the last month of the year. It's, uh, I love the first day of a month, though. It's like a mini New Year's, right? It's a time to start a new, fresh, kind of. So far, so good. Uh, I am off to, I did not eat breakfast. That's my thing. I am at very much an attempting, attempting intermittent fasting, they say, and it worked for me for a little bit, and then, uh, what got in my way? Hunger. Hunger got in my way. But if you don't eat between um, 6 at night and uh, 12 the next day, it's a pretty good way to lose weight. Basically, it just means eating breakfast and having an early dinner. Uh, granted, when it's time to go out to a restaurant, everybody looks like you're a lunatic, so you just give in and start eating the um, the French fries. But uh, so far, so good. Wow. I mean... I found it an amusing sideshow for a little while. This Kanye Trump thing is not going away. This is they're trying to take Donald Trump out. This is the what fourth, fifth impeachment. He is ineligible to be president. Why? Because he Kanye West, Kanye West, the, the most popular singer in the world is suddenly a monster. He is an outright monster. Now, wait a second, though. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yes, it's true. We all learned. Well, and we remember for about eight seconds, Kanye West uh, is bipolar. It came out in February of this year. That's one of the reasons why Kim Kardashian uh, left the guy. Uh, and we had a national conversation. You know, they're always asking, we need to have a national conversation about mental health. Uh, and we did. Nobody remembers anything anymore. But uh, here it is. Uh, Kanye inside Kanye West's bipolar disorder from the New York Post, February 15th of 2022. Kanye West's troubled mental state has been on full view in tweet storms and on Instagram. A series of concerning tweets, public appearances, and Instagram posts over the years have likely been the result of the 44-year-old rapper's bipolarism, according to Kim Kardashian, who, along with her family, has been the subject of his ultra-personal rants and claims. As many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Kardashian once explained about her soon-to-be ex-husband to fans and begged for compassion and empathy so that we can get through this. Compassion and empathy. Well, Kim, you got that from me. You absolutely have that from me regarding uh, Kanye West. I don't like the tweet. I hate the tweet. But I see the tweet now as a result of a mental illness. Okay? It's a mental illness. And you know what we do with the mentally ill? We have compassion for them. We show empathy, right? Wasn't this empathy? This was Joe Biden's America was supposed to be all about empathy. Is it about empathy or is it about shunning people? Is it about shunning people and cutting your losses and turning your back? That seems to be Mike Pence's approach to all this stuff. Mike Pence. Oh, man, he'll do anything to. I think this goes beyond selling that silly book of his. He really, really wants to be a big shot again. Mike Pence cut 27 on the Mar-a-Lago lunch between Trump and Kanye. Cut 27. Trump was wrong uh, uh, to give uh, a white nationalist, uh, uh, an anti-Semite, and a Holocaust denier a seat at the table. And uh, I think he should apologize 
for it, uh, and he should denounce those individuals uh, uh, and their hateful rhetoric without qualification. Without qualification. Without qualification. Donald Trump is wrong. That's his whole brand now. Donald Trump was wrong. Donald Trump was wrong to say that one man could overturn the election. That was so un-American. He never said that, by the way. It was not. No. This is his brand pointing out that Donald Trump is wrong. Wow. Welcome to the <laughs> It's a pretty big club. I don't think there's much room for you to distinguish yourself. All right. The whole world is saying that. It's interesting. You said he has. they have no seat at the table. They have no seat at the table. Now, I'm always hearing from uh, Mike Pence about what a big Christian he is, quite frankly. He was saved. He accepted Jesus at a certain time of his life. And um, the thing about it is, and I'm a Christian myself, and I hate to go down this road, but I'm going to. When I hear it from Mike Pence, I hear about, I hear it in kind of a boastful way. You know, I did this. It makes me a better person somehow. Now, like better than you type person, judgmental. They don't, you know, in the Bible, I think Jesus sat with everybody at the table. Remember that? The sinners, the prostitutes, the gamblers, the tax collectors, everybody. Everybody was at the table. That's one of the reasons why they couldn't stand Jesus. Oh, by the way, look at the people he's associating with. Look at those people. How can a man who, son of God, be with these these people? And as Jesus said, I believe in Matthew. I came here for the sick, not the holy. Something to that effect. A physician tends to those who are sick, not to those who are cured. And uh, Mike Pence can be, I mean, he just sounded very high and mighty there. I, 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 I will give no seat to anyone who whose views I disagree with or find. No, I mean, <laughs> Donald Trump is not responsible for vetting 9,000 tweets from Kanye West. Oh, you want to have lunch with me? You know, I, I know, Kanye, listen, you were there for me when I was transitioning, you know, as president-elect, and I know you came by the White House that time, and I know you met with Jared several times, but before I have lunch with you, I'm going to have to go through 10,000 tweets to make sure that, you know, there's nothing I disagree with, so let's uh, let's let's table that for the time. I don't. I, I I can't imagine Donald Trump talking like that. Of course not, right? That's not the way he is. Kanye West, yeah, sure, come on over. What's good, Kanye? What the hell happened to you? What's going on, huh? Are you getting better? Are you getting better? I think that's totally fine. Now, if Kanye West, by the way, never met the. What did I meet the? No, no. I actually went to a movie premiere where he was expected. He got there. I don't know when he got there because I left at about 1030. It was supposed to <laughs> supposed to be at seven o'clock at night and uh, about, uh, watched the movie, came out of the movie. He still wasn't there. And uh, and I went home. It's called Runaway. I was on 14th Street in like 2010, actually. Yeah, 2010, the fall of 2010. Kanye, I, he may have come eventually, but not while I was there. So. This was a setup, all right? They put Kanye, they knew this, they knew about the tweet. They say this was like a, uh, a, a what do you call it, one of those uh, a bomb time to go off at a certain moment, right? Detonated, detonated. Okay, he had the lunch with them, great. Break out that tweet, great. Fake news, go absolutely, absolutely, totally crazy. You guys know how to do that, right? Of course you do. Cut 26. I vociferously condemn the former president's decision to meet with this anti-Semite 
and urge my colleagues on both sides of the aisle to do the same. Former president and host of the most disturbing dinner since the one Jeffrey Dahmer had. I think there's, uh, it's been clear that there's no bottom to the degree to which President Trump will uh, degrade uh, himself. That was a bad decision. There's no place for that in the Republican Party. Let me just say that there is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. I think Condre West should, and I, I, don't, I don't think those are right comments and i don't think you should have uh, associated with them as well wow okay huh i mean that's what they do that's what they do and it's a fake news game it is a fake news game i can't associate with you because you tweeted something uh, i know it was the worst thing in the world uh this nick fuentes guy whoever that is is a i think he's a professional nut job he's a nut job on purpose this is not going to work as desperately as mitt romney boy oh boy mitt romney hey did you see mitt romney he, he's growing a beard, and he looks like he's lost 60 pounds. You think he's dating somebody? I don't know. I don't know. He's really, he's really stepped. He looks metrosexual all of a sudden. Uh, kind of interesting. Hey, how about that? Is Eric Adams out of town? Good. So I'm going to play you that thing. Uh, I'd, I'd do it. Oh, hell, I'll do it to his face. I was only going. Who is he to basically say to any white police chief that you don't belong in this police department you know that's what's happening he is pushing out everybody um who's white in the upper ranks of the police department hey yeah here he goes and this is what he said he would do as a as a candidate cut 32 every day in the police department i kicked those crackers ass man i was unbelievable i was unbelievable kicking those crackers ass cracker 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 it's a racial epithet directed at a white person, and he's firing white chiefs left and right. I just heard this morning he wants uh, three more white police chiefs gone. You think he has a chip on his shoulder about it? You think he's a little bit resentful that he never got past the rank of captain? Do you think he was a good cop? No, he was none of those things, and he is resentful. He is totally, totally bitter, and he wants to kick ass. He's kicking those white crackers' ass. So what do we have? We have Ke- Kenneth Corey. He's no longer the chief of the department. He's been replaced by acting chief Madry. Madry may be a great guy, but I'm seeing a trend here. I'm seeing and I'm hearing all the time about what a great thing diversity, equity, and inclusion is. Right? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. You must have that. Except when it's all black people, I guess. Except when it's all black people and the mayor doesn't like white people. And he I mean, you tell me, man. Can I hear that one more time? Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable. <laughs> okay, so that's when he was in the police department. He's kicking cracker ass. Now he's actually in charge of the police department. You think he's going to suddenly stop kicking cracker ass? No, he's going to. He's going to kick. He's that. He loves it. He loves it. Uh, is he out of town? Yes, he's in Greece. What a, uh, what a silly, silly guy, silly guy. And the more I think about it, the more I'm, you know what? I should, I should run for mayor. I should. Well, you can't do that, Greg. You're a Trump supporting uh, Republican. Well, number one, I'm not a Republican. Uh, number two, the election will not be about Donald Trump. It'll be about law and order and safety. And it'll be about exposing this guy as having absolutely zero ability no interest in actually performing the job. He's addicted to media attention and the life, the, the nightlife and the fame and the clothes. 
That's what drives him. And a really good example of that is the the so-called plan to get the uh, lunatics off the street, the mentally ill off the street. Uh, number one, I knew it wasn't a plan. I could just tell I mean, the way it was framed. Now, the police have had the ability to bring the mentally ill EDPs, emotionally disturbed people, to Bellevue since they established Bellevue in 1887. That's not a new thing. What he's talking about, and if you look at his release, uh, we just want to clarify. We just want to shine a light. And then I'm going to propose an 11-point plan for Albany to consider. And I won't tell my police department anything about it. Anything about that I'm, I'm actually talking about right now, we won't even have. Chan Sewell, the police commissioner, was is she the police commissioner still? Uh, wasn't even at the major event. But a lot of folks took the bait. Conservative media, Fox News. I know plenty of people are like, oh, this sounds like an interesting idea to me. Oh, I, what an interesting idea. People are so cut off and removed from uh, from the real deal, aren't they? All right. Uh, oh, Prince Harry. Prince Harry, of all people. At this moment, you know, Kanye is being canceled. Prince Harry is the prince of the planet, right? What a disrespectful guy, what he did to his family, calling them racist. He has a book now where he calls his own family racist. I don't know if it was his idea or Megan's idea. They're getting awards now from the Kennedys for exposing the institutional racism of the royal family. Tonight on my Newsmax show, I will show you all how actually Harry is the biggest racist of them all. More so than Nick Fuentes, more so than Kanye. He is the greatest anti-Semite that I think I possibly have ever seen. How am I going to prove that? It's going to be a good one. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is unusual. Joe Biden is live press conference with another foreign leader, with a foreign leader, Emmanuel Macron. And they usually don't have Joe do this because he's very easily upstaged. And Macron, though, I mean, we're friends, so nothing, you know, well, anything can happen. So Macron, who's talking now? Let's hear this for a moment. All right, this is the White House. World AIDS Day. And I want to particularly highlight our joint effort to reach our goal of ending the AIDS epidemic by 2030. That is the goal we set, the goal we're going to accomplish, and the goal we're sticking with. And to do it, we have to all the tools we need. All right. We just have to That's great. Any- I'm all for Hey, it's amazing the drugs that we, AZT, people living long lives, remember? Look through the obituary pages not that long ago, 15 years ago, maybe certainly 20 years ago. All the young people, young men, the artists of their 40s, 30s, dying, dying. And, uh, wow, we really kind of licked that. I guess it's not cured, but we, we've done a lot. Hey, great little uh, tradition here at WABC. Every first of the month, we have a great big birthday cake. And it's in honor of all the people who have a birthday in December or November or October or whatever the month is. And uh, I'm one of the guys who has a birthday in December. Uh, and it's the 17th. And it's the day that the Wright brothers flew. It's a terrific uh, it's a terrific month and a terrific time to, to have a birthday. Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, will be, do I want to, is it breaking news if he says anything? No. One thing that's interesting about him. You ever read in the New York Post, and they have those stories almost every day now, but, you know, some teacher is hooking up with the student, right? And I think the reason why you see those stories all the time, number one, it's happening more than ever. Number two, 
people click on those stories. For some reason, they want to read about the teacher hooking up with the student. Now, obviously, you know, it's certain it's it's just, oh, gosh, it's, it's a total victimization. But when you get to the situation where it's like a 17, you know, junior in high school, senior in high school, and I, I notice often the teachers who get in trouble are not that far out of high school themselves, 22, 23, sometimes much older. Anyway, with Emmanuel Macron, he was like he was like in junior high school and i don't know if anything happened between him and his teacher when they were when he was in school but he wound up marrying his teacher she's like 20 years older than he is and uh they met in when he was in 8th grade scandal uh but the europeans they are a little bit different from us oh here's goes emmanuel macron speaking of uh, which Turn up the volume just for a moment. Um, let me tell you how honored and moved we are, both my delegation and myself, to be here, invited by you on the occasion of this first state visit by your administration. Can I hear and the French version? I don't want to hear this lady. I want to hear the French version. Um, this um, heritage is based on... Um, nope. ...on life sacrifice... All right, never mind, never mind. Oh, here's the deal. His wife is Brigitte. Her name is Brigitte. She's 69 years old. And he is 44 years old. And they met when he was in school. And he was just a little, way little tyke. Let's see here. Um, It's one of the reasons why, you know that story about, remember Kathleen Tourneau and that kid? She couldn't resist him. They met when he was very, very young. They wound up getting married. That story was so huge in France. Here it was a crime. There it was almost romantic. All right, hold on a second. There's the music. I got to find out when they actually met here. Morning. Uh, I'll get back to you on that one. Give me a moment. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Um, issues with a number of stakeholders, innovation, and here's where our delegations are here to illustrate the work that All is... All right, that's um, enough, that's enough. I wanted to hear a little French from Emmanuel Macron, and I looked it up. I was right. Macron is married to Brigitte Tragneau, 24 years his senior. 24 years. Although, I will say this, and I had to point this out once to uh, some pal of mine who was interested in somebody a bit too young for him and he really loved her this that and the other thing and i think there was like a 25 year age gap and she was a little bit freaked out as well so i said hey try this line when you're 115 she'll be 90 all right you're going to be very old people together all right when she's 80 you'll be 105 no big deal uh but of course it's a big deal when you're 15 and the teacher is 39 that's what happened macron married to bridget his former La Provence high school teacher in Araman, they met during a theater workshop when uh, that she was giving when he was 15 years old, and she was a 39-year-old teacher with three kids. Oh, however, they only became a couple once he turned 18. 
Okay, I hope so. His parents initially attempted to separate the couple by sending him away to Paris to finish the final year of his schooling as they felt his youth made the relationship inappropriate. Uh, However, uh, the couple reunited after Macron graduated and were married in 2007. She has three children from previous marriage. He has no children of his own. Uh, Trogno's role in Macron's 2017 presidential, presidential campaign has been considered pivotal with close Macron allies stating that Trogno assisted Macron with developing skills such as public speaking. Yeah, they were working on that in the eighth when he was in the eighth grade. Uh, the French, they have something like this. Now, who was that? Kathy Tourneau. Was that her? La Tourneau? La Tour. Hold on a second. You remember this is the biggest story in the world for a while. It was in people, well, it started in People magazine. Kathy La Tourneau. I don't know. I'm looking that up. In the meantime, yes. Uh, Prince Harry, I think you could say he's uh, one of the worst racists and bigots of all time. Uh, he put on a Nazi uniform, not for Halloween, but because he liked the uniform. You can look it up. He was wearing a Nazi. He wore that bloody Nazi symbol on his shoulder. Nazi. He's a Nazi. Also, remember when Harry was, sorry to point this out, but, you know, mounting women in public in Las Vegas? Oh, yes, he was. He did it. But now he's um, he's Mr. Woke Anti-Racist. And he's getting an award from the Kennedys for being so, so brave, so brave. Yep, I was right. Mary Kay Letourneau, uh, an American teacher who pleaded guilty in 1997 to two counts of felony second-degree rape uh, of a child. The child was Vili Falau, who was 12 years old when sexual relations first occurred and had been her sixth-grade student at an elementary school in Washington State. While awaiting sentencing, she gave birth to Falau's child. With the state seeking a seven-and-a-half-year prison sentence, she reached a plea agreement calling for six months in jail with three months suspended and no contact with Falau for life, among other terms. The case received national attention. But um, she could not resist. And they ultimately got married, had many kids, and then, wouldn't you know it, they divorced. But this story, which is, you know, kind of gross, became like a love story in Paris and France. They love this kind of stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I'm looking at President Macron right now talking to Joe Biden. Can I hear one more time, please? On um, during the entire afternoon, uh, we could talk about the Indo-Pacific, uh, the way in particular we're reorganizing our. I don't want to talk about any of that Indo-Pacific stuff. I want to know about uh, the eighth grade. What really went down? Did you guys really wait until eighteen? I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Hey, did you see my Newsmax show last night? I had Congressman Comer on. He's great. <laughs> and yes, they are going to investigate the hell out of the Biden administration because it seems to anybody watching. That Joe Biden is compromised. We are tiptoeing around. Uh, just don't want to offend saying anything that could be that would rub the Chinese the wrong way. Oh, my goodness gracious. You can slaughter your people. Uh, uh, yes, please continue. We just are going to say that we, generally speaking, in most circumstances, are somewhat opposed to slaughtering. But then again, it's your country. Uh, John in Staten Island, yes. Hey, I can't hear you, man. 
Hello? Yeah, fix the phone. You've got a, something going on there. Frank in Brooklyn. Yeah, hi. Frankie? Greg, how are you? Good. Greg, how are you? Um, I want to see you and Sid do a boxing match for charity. No, those things are dopey. I don't want to do that. Just get to the charity. I just get. Am I scared? Am I scared? Am I scared? Well, uh, am I scared? Am I scared? Uh, no, I'm a gentleman for crying out loud. I I, I don't box people. I, I what, what are you talking about? I'm not a boxer. Am I scared? Your arm too short to box with guys. Oh wow! Now you're really talking in. No, oh, wow! Oh boy! You're going to talk me into it. No, I'm not going to go boxing. This is your is your idea. No, I don't want to. No, no, not interested. Not interested. Thanks anyway. Uh, Mike in uh, Rockaway Beach, uh, what's going on there? Hi. Greg, how you doing? Everything's great. The, the beach is beautiful. It's still being restored. The Army Corps of Engineers redoing all the dunes on the damn beach. It's going to take another five years. No access to the beach. But that said, um, I just wanted to comment about the French. Macron is here, and he's going to give Biden a hard time over these uh, legislation, the Green New Deal and that CHIPS legislation. He feels that's a threat to the European uh, industry. So that's one of the reasons why he's coming over here. Hey, hold on a second. Uh, They're asking Joe a question, and you know how he flubs these things. Turn up the volume. I can't hear a damn thing. Mr. President, will you leave Washington with the assurance? Oh, gosh. Turn it off. What a pain in the neck. Bad idea. Mike, what? Um, uh, the French are really ticked off at this recent legislation that they feel is a threat to their industry over there, the chips industry and their their uh, green industry, you know, the renewable energy industry. So that's one of the reasons why Macron's here to give uh, Biden a piece of his mind. The other thing is my uh, uncle, Frank, was a sergeant in the Rangers during the Second World War, and he was a D-Day all the way to Berlin. And one of the last things he told me before he died, the French never forgave us for saving them from Hitler. I don't get it. What do you mean? They're happy we saved them from Hitler. No. no oh, but the they have a, they have like a permanent inferiority complex or something like that? They, they still think Louis XIV's on the throne. They resent the fact that they're not world power like they were 200, 300 years ago. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Every country's got their hang-ups, and uh, especially France. But I love the French. I can't help it. I love the French. Such beautiful people. Such a beautiful country. Everybody in that country has a certain panache, you know, a certain style. They're just, uh, you know, even the guys who are, you know, in the street taking the hubcaps off the or the, the manhole covers and going down there to work on the phone lines. You should see that everybody has a they have a certain way about doing everything. And uh, they are uh, no, they got light. They live life well. They live life well. I'll give them that. Uh, thanks, Mike. Let's do one more. Oh, on the subject of France, there's Rich. He's got something to say in Pennsylvania. Hi. Thanks, Greg. You know, I've been to France, and I loved it, too. And the thing about Macron and his wife and this big age gap, the French aren't nearly as sexually dysfunctional as the United States and the Americans are. And it's not – I don't think it's that big of a deal to them. Uh, for example, Mitterrand – Hey, wait a second. About, I mean, well, well, well uh, uh, yeah, wait. Sexual, sexually dysfunctional in America? Speak for yourself. Well, I mean, no, I'm like right. – Rich, Rich, Rich. I'm sorry, Rich, Rich, Rich. You can't be in eighth grade dating your teacher. That's still got to be against the law. They may be laid back about that. They're a little bit too laid back about stuff like that, quite frankly. Now, 
However, stay with me, Rich. I will say this. I will. I meant to talk about this earlier. Everybody hear the story about the two people on Good Morning America who are allegedly having an affair? I just can't believe it's a front-page story. Two people apparently having a consensual affair. It's between them, their spouses, and God. It's not front-page news. It's not for the television either. I just can't, you, you know, that that is a little bit dysfunctional, Rich. Ooh, can you believe it? It's really not our business. They're just not important enough people. I don't even want to say their names because uh, I don't want to be part of the problem. I don't want to be I don't want to be seen as though I'm trying to uh, add to their misery or whatever, but uh, nobody seems to know who these people are by the way. They're not exactly, you know, it wasn't like Michael Strahan was hooking up with uh, Lara Spencer. It's not that. They're they're not. They're, it was certainly not that. Anyway, well, Rich, I don't think you mean to say we're dysfunctional. Although maybe in some ways we are. Who knows? Finish your thought. I do think we are, and I think the one person that addressed it more than anybody was Howard Stern for years, years and years. That's something that he's been addressing. That. And- what do you mean he did? It? Look, number one, I'm a big Stern fan. I don't remember him talking about this. What did he say? Oh, gosh, I'm a big Stern fan. Too. Okay, what did he say about this stuff? Well, he just... What? ...posing it by bringing, bringing all those uh, uh, people on his show, the uh, strippers, and when he interviewed people, he'd go right to their sex life. Well, he doesn't he do that any- he doesn't. He doesn't do that anymore. I mean, some of it was, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I, lo- I love Howard. I love him. Great guy and great broadcaster, and, uh, and I, I just, I, I think the world of him, but... Uh, he doesn't do that stuff anymore, as you know, you know, I don't know. Hey, wait a second. One more thing on this sexually dysfunctional. I think the world is sexually dysfunctional when you can. All of us, all of us have access to the largest pornography library ever assembled (laughs) the Internet at any given time. You sound like you're old enough to remember the time where you had to sneak around and, you know, send your friend in to. Um, the drugstore, not even the drugstore, the newsstand to get something like that, right? You had to strategize. Are you, you know what I'm talking about? You ever do that? Uh, no, we just stole them from the barber shop. All it right. Was easy. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So wait, what's the what's so what's the bottom line? Um, the bottom line is, uh, I don't, I just don't think the the French would care about something like this. Um, I think Mitterrand married his wife. 10 years older than him. Um, and there's a story about Mitterrand, by the way. Uh, uh, when he died, um, and his wife was very... If I recall, You're breaking up. You're breaking up at the best part of the story. Oh my goodness. All right, I'll have to look it up. Francois Mitterrand, uh, what happened when he... Uh, can I hear him? He's gone. Can yes, you, you got me? Yes, quickly with you the story. Me? Quickly, yes. Uh, so um, uh, uh, a reporter stuck a microphone in her face at the funeral and said, now that uh, the president said, uh, what will you be looking for? And she said, happiness. She said what? Happiness. Happiness? Yeah, like that. Something like that. Uh, you said some dirty word that I don't understand. All right. Goodbye, Rich. Uh, I don't I don't get the joke. Kevin, you seem to get the joke. What the hell is the joke? Just oh, turn on the microphone and tell me, what is the joke? Happiness. 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 Oh, uh, ha, ha, ha. I think that's, you're so, you, you rich and you rich. By the way, you're both riches. Very juvenile. 
very juvenile. I don't think she said that. And I don't think the word in French is that word anyway. All right. Uh, give me a break. I got I to gotta wash my hands of you two. Bye. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh-oh. Kanye is going crazy all over again. Now, this is either his uh, his bipolar or just a he's trying to go as radioactive as possible to give uh, radiation illness to Donald Trump. I think that's what's going on here. He's now he's praising Nazis and Hitler on the Alex Jones show. Is that what happened? Is that what just happened? Do we have this ready to go? This is uh, and he by the way, he's wearing a stocking over his head. Do we even know it's uh, Kanye West? Do we know if it's Kanye? He just said some crazy stuff. Do we care? Well, I guess it doesn't matter that we hear it, but you got to know that it happened. He just praised Hitler and he praised Nazis and he did it all to the Alex Jones community. And now it's going viral. And now, again, you'll see a redoubling. How could Donald Trump ever have associated with this person? You see what he said two weeks after he saw Donald Trump? Donald Trump must have something to do with this. How could Donald Trump ever? ever? Nonsense, right? The whole damn thing is stupid. You ready to go? Should we? And eh, why not? All right, go ahead. I I see I I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love, um, you know, us, and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts, and you can love what we're you know what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician. You can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human this being even has Kanye? something of value that they that brought to the table. It doesn't sound like Especially Kanye. Hitler. How about All that right, one? well, there's a mask Kanye over his face. All right, like I don't know. I mean, how do we know it's Kanye? It didn't sound like Kanye. I know you're saying, yes, it is, but I can't see Kanye. I'm looking at the picture now. It's a guy wearing a mask. He doesn't sound like Kanye. I can't see Kanye. I'm not saying I can see Kanye saying crazy stuff like that. Did he just say that Hitler invented the highway? All oh, right. All right. So he's a maniac, whoever this guy is. But I look, this is all part of the plot to get Trump. All right. It was all choreographed ahead of time. It was timed. It was timed. Their reaction It was all set up. And there's absolutely no problem Donald Trump opening his door, as he did two weeks ago, or at least not throwing Kanye West out of the joint, all right? Oh, I know Kanye. Kanye, I know Kanye. Kanye, what are you doing? What's wrong? That's fine. But what's not fine is this is this uh, coordinated campaign. And then, quite frankly, look at, the, look at the people who participate, you know? I mean, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer. He did that, right? Yeah, he did. He did. I think he's the first voice you're going to hear as everybody plays their part. Everybody starts freaking out. Uh, 26, please. I vociferously condemn the former president's decision to meet with this anti-Semite and urge my colleagues on both sides of the aisle to do the same. Former president and host of the most disturbing dinner since the one Jeffrey Dahmer had. I think there's, uh, it's been clear that there's no bottom to the degree to which President Trump will uh, degrade uh, himself. All right, right. Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney. Oh, that was a bad decision. That's, I believe, Governor Kemp, known for not doing a damn thing about anti-Semitism and, I don't know, possible blame Cozy himself with certain, well, I'll, I'll look into that. Governor Kemp, Governor Kemp. They just wanted the career politicians out to take out Trump. 
out to take out Trump. We despise anti-Semitism. You know what else we despise? Mental illness. Right. I see it all the time. These these awareness campaigns and trying to take the stigma out of mental illness. Right. And seek treatment and all that stuff. I guess, except for Kanye at this at this moment, at this moment in time, Kanye is uh, probably bipolar. And I think he's a bit sneaky as well. I think he's. Yep. I, I showed last night all these pictures. There he is with Barack Obama. There he is with Hillary Clinton. There he is on the cover of Time magazine. Oh, yes, but that was before the tweet. Oh, the tweet. The tweet. The tweet. Yes. As soon as he tweeted that, we... No. It's not... It's not... Right? It's not adding up. It doesn't work. Joe in upstate New York. Um, I just... uh, These white nationalists, they didn't burn down our cities. They didn't go and mug people. Joe, what's happening behind you? Where are you? Are you okay right now? What's going on? Where are you? upstate New York. Yeah, I know. I hear somebody them. screaming and yelling behind you. Or it sound, What's going on back there? And that was, they didn't burn down our cities like Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They didn't kill hundreds and injure hundreds of people. Oh, what? Now you're sticking up for the white supremacists? They're like, you know why they didn't do that? There are three of them in the entire country. They couldn't do it even if they wanted to. All right. Thanks, Joe. Uh, one more before we go. Mike. Mike is also in the upstate region. The upstate region. Uh, what's up? Yeah. Hey, Greg, listen, I enjoy the show. Um, listen, a few things. Number one, a few things. I don't I, I don't know how like what's going on with you and Sid, but keep pounding on him. If you are. I don't pound on him. I don't pound. I have no you need beef. To. You need to. I, he's not he's not being true to who he is and became. Listen, and I can't. Frankly, I, I got my own problems. I can't worry about him in the morning. I can't, you know, he does what he does. I like him. Nice guy. Great shape. Cool clothes. Wish I could spend more time with him, but I only got so many, so much bandwidth and so much time. I, I, you guys call me and tell me he said this outrageous thing. Uh, people are known to say outrageous things on talk radio from time to time. Mike, I just can't do anything about it. And I'm not pounding away on him. I mean, I don't know. I I, I uh, hate to let you down here, but I I you know I could take I, I'm I'm neutral I guess on the subject. I'm pro Sid, but as to what he says on the radio, I'm I got to rely on you. What got you all spooled up? What did he do that was so bad? Because you're neutral. I listen to you because you know you are who you are. You speak your mind. You know it's the truth. You know who people are. You cut to the chase. And you don't mince words. If people are being not true to who they are, you call them out on it. And I respect you on that. So, you know, keep pushing on it because somebody's got to call everybody out for who they are. Well, calling people out is sometimes pretty easy. But listen, bottom line is this. Do you want me to kick Sid's ass? Well, yeah, but not in a boxing ring. You are a gentleman. Here's the last thing. The French perception you gave is outdated, my friend. That's what France used to be. That's not who they are now. That may have been that way. What do you mean? That's not who they are now. Well, who are they now? What's he talking about? The, the I love France. I'll be I back. France. i got to take a break. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Those protests settled down in China. They're still upset, understandably so, with that country going totally overboard with covid locking people inside apartment buildings because they have COVID. And uh, God bless the people of China for standing up. And you know what? To hell with the Biden administration. 
pussyfooting around this whole damn thing. And where do you think they got that idea? Why, why is the administration so timid when it comes to China? Here's their chief spokesperson. I guess he's a deputy spokesperson. I mean, let's face it, that Corrine Jean-Pierre, very nice lady, but she's terrible at speaking from the microphone at the uh, White House. Doesn't seem to know anything, and uh, they don't tell her anything. I guess they're not helping her out. But John Kirby is her deputy, and he speaks about other stuff. And here he is on Fox News. All right, what are you going to do to help the people of China? I mean, we got to give him a shout-out, right? Cut 20. We've been very, very consistent about the, the right of peaceful protest, and uh, and we've been very vocal about uh, about it in China just over the last few days. Uh, we believe that these individuals should be able to peacefully protest and assemble and to make their minds known to, the, to their government there in China, just like we've said the same uh, in Iran and around the world. And we stand up for peaceful protests, and, again, we've been very consistent about that. Bureaucratic speak. That's bureaucratic talk for we don't want to make the Chinese government upset. We want them to uh, continue suppressing their people at will. And by the way, unlike in America, I think in a place like China, I think in a place like Iran, violent protests are very much in order. Violently oppose those evil, repressive regimes. Easy for me to say. I'm sitting here. I mean, it's really tough if you're in Iran or if you're in China. But I am all for violent protests against the government in China and in Iran and any other place that uh, is working against its own people. And there are plenty of them. Can I say that? I think I can say that. All right. Yes, absolutely. I totally support it. But the Biden administration, they don't want to make the Chinese government mad. Oh, no. And they'll even let Apple. Apple, uh, I have an iPhone right here. It's a great, wondrous device. Hey, you know who really turned me on to the iPhone? I don't think I would have had a, ever have gotten an iPhone if it wasn't for Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Rush uh, was a big user of iPhone products. I He would talk about them on the air. He would marvel at how well they worked and how beautiful they are. And, I mean, let's face it, it was a little bit out of the box. You know, I, I didn't think of Rush Limbaugh and Apple, you know, that they just, but he's the one that's like, wow, if Rush likes it, maybe I should give it a try. That's literally how it happened. I had an iPod. I liked my iPod that came out in 2003. I knew that thing was going to change everything. I had been in Iraq for about, how long was I there? I uh, got back after several months, almost a year, actually. And my brother said, look at this thing. And it was about the size of a cigarette box, if you can imagine one of those. And it had 10,000 songs inside. And they all sounded great. And my brother had great a great library of music. It was all in this one thing. Now, all it could do was play music. But it was, it was I mean, it was like discovering fire. I, it was the most amazing thing. Anyway, the iPhone has come a long way, of course. I've got the iPhone, thanks to Rush Limbaugh. And I, the Apple company is very, very woke. You know, they come out in favor of Black Lives Matter. They come out against the Georgia voting law, which was totally fine, by the way. You know, it's a very woke company, at least in America. Uh, when it comes to China, oh, anything you want, uh, totalitarian regime, what can we do? After all, I guess we have factories in China, and you guys call the shots. So the Communist Party in China is very good at censoring and limiting the Internet. So all these people come together to protest. How do they communicate with each other? They can't do it on the Internet. But what they can do 
if they're in close proximity to each other, it, they can send each other pictures, videos, messages via something called Apple AirDrop. Apple AirDrop. It's basically, uh, let's say you have an iPhone and I have an iPhone and we meet at a cocktail party. We can directly send our contact information to each other. We don't go to the Internet. It basically goes, it jumps from my phone to yours and your phone to mine. That's it. Phone to phone. No Internet required. And that's what the Chinese have been uh, doing. That's what they have to do because they can't, they can't really say what they want to say on the Internet. So they've been coordinating and talking that way. Well, I don't know exactly the technology behind it, but somehow Apple limited their ability to do that at the request of the repressive Chinese Communist Party. They say jump. Apple says how high? Eh. Yeah. Great. Now, why would that happen, by the way? Why? 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 I, uh, Apple, I guess I kind of understand they want to make money. But why would why, like, that's where their factory comes from? I don't like it. I can kind of understand it. I guess I can understand Joe Biden as well. Joe Biden is compromised. He's compromised. Joe, This is the tune from Joe Biden for a long time now. Cut 21. Joe Biden on China. China is not our enemy. There is nothing inevitable. China and the United States not being as cooperative as any other two nations in the world. That's what he's his entire career, basically. Because he's owned by them, I do believe. I believe he's owned by them. 10% for the big guy. That came from a memo written uh, within Hunter Biden's firm. And it was all about doing a deal with the Chinese energy conglomerate. I think it was called CEFC. 10% for the big guy was from that big China deal that they were working on. And that's why Joe Biden to this day kisses Chinese, communist Chinese ass. Whereas our guy, Donald Trump, something tells me by his tone, I don't think he was compromised by China. Do you? Cut 24. It was China's fault, and China's going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. It's China's fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's China's fault. China can handle the problem. Maybe that's a question you should ask China. Don't ask me. Ask China that question. Yeah, yeah, ask China. It's a great, right? I mean... (laughs) This is a guy who was totally not afraid of uh, China sticking up for us against our enemies. Hey, this is getting really creepy. It looks like Joe Biden is running for president. I'm getting this from people who know people very close, people inside the administration. Joe Biden is going to run for reelection. Now, we all know that shouldn't happen. The first person who should get up and say this shouldn't happen is Jill, Dr. Jill Biden. Uh, here they are. Here, here's Joe talking about a situation with Dr. Jill and him. Weird. Cut 25. By the way, she spent a lot of time on other reservations, other uh, nations as well. I'm worried she's not going to come home one of these days when she goes. You think I'm joking. I'm telling you. I hear more about the Navajos than I hear about me. Um, <laughs> you all think I'm kidding, don't you? Anyway. Uh, he said, see, some too all right, so really, he's, she's more into Navajo Indians than you, Joe Biden. Really? All right. You keep, that's all right. Anyway, he's weak. He's bad. He's not making sense a lot of time. That was actually fairly coherent for him. So he's going to run for reelection. 
after this disaster of a presidency and a disaster of a president, a personal president who just can't manage himself. He can't manage a job, but he certainly can't manage himself. How can he manage a country? He's going to run. You know why? You know why? I'm sorry. This confirms it for me, everybody. I know. I already knew it. I knew it in my gut. I knew it in my heart. The monkey business, the game, the sham they pulled with that 2020 election. Oh, boy. Just go back and look at the numbers. Barack Obama was elected with 69 million votes in 2008. Had kind of a rough presidency, right? Well, not that rough. The fake news was nice to him. He won re-election in 2012 with, uh, he took a little bit of a dip. Four million fewer votes. 65 million. He got 65 million. Uh, fast forward to 2016. Uh, let's see here. Donald Trump got 68 million votes. Is the only presidency, one of the very, very few, who went up in 2020. He got 74 million votes. Five million votes more than Barack Obama when he was at his most popular. 74 million votes. Yet Joe Biden got 81. 81 million. Did he really? From the basement? All the... <laughs> There's no way. There's that did not happen. They cooked the books. They harvested ballots. They broke all the laws and rules, and they used COVID as an excuse. And that's and they think they can do it again. But this time, they have made the laws almost meaningless. You can do anything you want with these elections. In Nevada, you can actually go around paid by a campaign with ballots. You can go up to people and say, hi, I'm from the Joe Biden campaign. Here's a ballot to vote for him. Would you mind voting for him right now? Okay. Yeah, you, you'll do it. Good. All right. Yep. Fill it out. Right. Right. Okay. Got it. Yep. All right. Thank you. Now, I'm going to take this and turn it in for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. you can, now, what if that same person goes up to somebody and says, hi, I'm from the Biden campaign. I'd like uh, to see if you'd like to vote. Oh, you don't want to vote for Joe Biden, oh, you're going to vote for Donald Trump. That's okay. You can fill this out. All right. Okay, good. Yep. All right. And I'll make sure it gets to the uh, to the election commission, okay? That's legal. And not only that is that legal, you can actually pay the guy. That guy can get paid to do what I just summarized. Uh, we're in a bad, bad position. Really bad. Thank goodness for Truth Social. Thank goodness for Twitter. Of course, they, they're trying to cancel Twitter now. Now that it's actually a free speech place, these damn things are so big, we got to take them from. We are. This is like a bad movie. This is We're getting into the science fiction realm. You know, the age of the machines, the machines, the algorithms, they're all taking over. One party rule. One party rule. That's what it feels like. They've made them the permanent ruling class. Am I overreacting? I don't think so. Who is this? Uh, who's this? John, wait, you already called. Uh, Andrew and Stanhope, yes. You're right about the election numbers, and also many of the leftists will say, well, it's possible, like, Biden could have got more African-American votes than Obama in 2008 because more people voted. But... Biden also received a higher percentage of the black vote than Obama. So that's, you know, very unlikely. But I want to say if you and Sid fight, I know you're not scared and uh, you better show up 
If you don't come, I'll come I'm to your house. You. Where do you live? No. <laughs> 328 Chauncey Street. Uh, yeah. yeah, Kelsey's gym. And if you don't show up, I'll come get you. Uh, I'm not going to fight Sid. Please don't make this a thing. I don't want to fight him. He doesn't want to fight me. Um, I know I could take him out pretty easily, but I don't want to do that. I've seen those silly things before, those celebrity boxing matches. You don't want two amateurs boxing. You want to see the pros. You want to see who's the best boxer in the world. We haven't seen a good fight in a while. And I don't like that mixed martial arts, by the way. I don't like to see anybody's. You can stomp on the guy's head, it seems like. It's too much. I know some people love it. I don't know. It's a little bit too much for me. I I I uh I don't know enough about it. I don't know. I I maybe I should keep my mouth shut. All right. Uh Elaine and Wayne. Elaine and Wayne. So I'm, I'm calling about uh did you hear the Democrats who they voted in to replace Pelosi? Uh yes, Mr. Hakeem, Hakeem Jeffries. What about him? Why did why did the, the Democrats vote him in? What's wrong with the Republicans? Why didn't they put in a a, a conservative? Why did they put in a conservative? Yeah, why do they why do they allow the Democrats to put that person? I don't understand. Don't they? Why do they allow the Demo- the Democrats can pick their own leader, and now it's up to the Republicans to pick their leader, right? The Republicans haven't figured it out yet. It's probably going to be McCarthy, but uh, there are a couple of people there who really don't like McCarthy, and they don't want it to happen. They'll figure it out eventually. It's probably going to be McCarthy, but it might be somebody else. Democrats can pick whoever they want to be their leader. They picked Hakeem Jeffries. It's legal. It's okay. They're allowed to do that. Oh, okay. All right. Thank All right. you. All right. You got it. You got it. Uh, and with that, uh, let me know if you need to know anything else, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, here's my one of my first campaign promises. If I become mayor of the city of New York, I promise a couple of things. The only travel I will do, uh, and it'll be very, very, very infrequently, the only time I will leave the five boroughs will be to... If I have to go to Washington, D.C., but generally speaking, they do that to advance their own interests, not the city's interests. If I have to, I'll go to Albany. Um, and then if I have to, um, no, that's it. That's it. Those are the only those are the only things I might go to the beach. I might go to the beach. I might go to Jones Beach every now and then. OK, Nassau County. That, that's I'll go to the beach. I know I could go to the beach in the Rockaways, but um I don't know what it is about that beach. It's not my favorite beach. I don't know what it is. Um, the Breezy Point Beach, I went to many. I've been there many times, but I feel like it's. Uh, look, you go to the beach a little bit to get the hell out of town, right? And you got to go through Brooklyn to get to the beach in the Rockaways, right? And I, either you take Flatbush Avenue all the way down or you take the Bell Parkway, and that is a. It's a miserable parkway uh, most of the time with in terms of traffic. So I probably, I mean, yeah, that's it. That's it. Meanwhile, Eric Adams is, uh, he's in Greece. No, he's already done with the anti-sem, the, the how to prevent anti-Semitism summit. What was that? A half day seminar? I guess it was. Eric Adams knows everything he knows, needs to know now. Let's see. What are his lessons learned from, uh, the anti-hate symposium in Greece. Now he's on his way to the big soccer game in Qatar. Cut 38, please. Social media is the flame that continues to fuel the hatred that you are seeing. Those who hate no longer are isolated in the corners of their bedrooms or homes or in their clubs. They have now combined together 
uh, to create the hate that we are experiencing. Wow, incredibly insightful. He had to go all the way to Greece to find out that social media is kind of an issue when it comes to uh, hmm. prejudice. Okay, uh, let's see. What else did he learn? Cut 39, please. Zeroes in on anti-Semitism, uh, anti-AAPI, anti-African American, anti-any group. They have organized to a level. All right, how about anti-white? Is- how about anti-white, Eric? Because you could hold a little seminar on that, couldn't you? Anti-white. That's you. That's you, Eric Adams. That is you. You're a hateful racist. You're a hateful, miserable, racist, incompetent, know how to do absolutely nothing except wear those silly suits. And everybody's seeing it for what you are, an absolute fraud. And thanks to me, they're learning this. You are a racist. Cut 32, please. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable. I was unbelievable. He's gone. Kenneth Corey, great chief of police, is gone as of today. Wildly experienced, talented administratively, tactically, strategically. He's gone. You know why? Because he was a cracker. Yeah, and Eric kicks Cracker's ass. And three other white chiefs have just been fired. Why? Because of the color of their skin. That's a hate crime, and you should be prosecuted. I'll be back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We've reached a place now that we're at a boiling place, and we have to turn down the flames. We have to be consistent in how we go about doing that. A boiling place. I think he meant boiling point. Hey, can we cut the crap here? All right. What, is this the Fresh Air Fund? Is this uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation? Eric Adams gets to pretend he's a big shot, gets to pretend he's mayor, goes all the way over there for a uh, anti-hate summit. Cut 38, please. Social media is the flame that continues to fuel the hatred that you are seeing. Those who hate no longer are isolated in the corners of their bedrooms or homes or in their clubs. They have now combined together uh, to create the hate that we are experiencing. That's an analysis worthy of an eighth grader. That sounds like an eighth grader, an average eighth grade student on, you know, uh, a civics lesson award day or something like that. Of course, it's um, since it's eighth grade, it's limited. And it's not a full explanation. And actually, what Eric Adams says is what I'm somewhat scared of. They use this as an excuse to shut down anybody they don't like on social media. Conservatives, right? They say Donald Trump is a, what do they say he is now? An uh, an anti-Semite because of the lunch with Kanye West, right? So he's got to be removed. He's got to be censored. He's got to be silenced. Me, it's coming to me. It already happened. Thank God for Elon Musk. Um. He's just fantastic all this stuff. So really, this is, it's it's kind of pathetic. And oh, by the way, it's just pointed out to me. Hey, you know what else fools uh, anti-Semitism, uh, Ewick? Uh, Minister Farrakhan, and you were good friends with Minister Farrakhan. You went out of your way to provide security for him when he was here in town. I understand that you, um, you and Mr. Farrakhan didn't seem to uh, be down with the late, great Herman Badillo, when he married that wonderful woman who happened to be Jewish. Remember that? You remember that story? I remember that story. Huh. This is, we've seen some hypocrites in our day, but this is one of the hippiest critters. 
All right. So a couple of things here. Uh, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to run against him, uh, you guys live in the suburbs. A lot of our listeners live in the suburbs. A lot live in the city. I got I to gotta factor that in. I got to factor that in. Oh, by the way, it really would help me and help the cause that I'm trying to fight here um, if you bought the book, Justice for All, How the Woke Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement by me, Greg Kelly. It is available for pre-order uh, right now. I tell the story. It's rather complex and involved, and it goes on quite a bit, but it's fascinating how Barack Obama deliberately engineered the racial strife we're seeing all over the place to enhance his own personal brand and enhance his earning potential and divide the country. The opposite of what he said he would do. The opposite. He was the one guy. He was the one guy who could speak those hard truths to the community, right? I mean, well, let's face it, right? He's black, but he went to Harvard Law School. You know, he's worked in the hood, but he also... uh you know, knows the upper echelons of power. You know, he can do this with credibility. And the moment, well, it was just a gimmick. He, he tried it once. Jesse Jackson threat, threatened to cut his balls off, excuse me, and he shut up and he ran away. Then it was right back to uh, race-based grievances, grievance politics. That was the, well, his whole life has been a shortcut, actually. His whole life, Barack Obama was a shortcut. And we reveal it in spectacular detail uh, in the book, in the book. I also tell you some things about my dad, and I'm, I'm very proud of him, but I get to introduce you to him on a level and tell you some stuff about his career and his life and our life as a family that, uh, uh, well, you haven't heard before. So um, I'm very proud of it, and you can help me make a difference, all right? If we make this first book a success, there's no telling what – I got to tell you, it ain't about the cash. At this point, it's about the, it's just about that. These, I, I think it's silly, quite frankly, but these lists, you got to get on these lists. You got to get on that list. And you got to get on that list. And it's a, uh, look, I didn't invent the game, but I got to play it. And you guys can help me. You guys can help me do it. We can change the world together. Uh, you know, I'm not yet the king of all media, but I'm working on it. All right. This is another medium. You know what media is? It's a plural for medium. And medium is a, Anyway, you get the word out. And this time it's a book. And Sandra, oh, hello in New Jersey. Yes, welcome back. How are you? <laughs> hello. Um, I just wanted to say I was listening to Sid this morning, and I heard him say nice things. I heard him say that you come in at 1 o'clock sharp, you take off your shades, you sit down, and you talk. He doesn't know what you say, but he's not supposed to because he's, you know, not there. But then he did say that you said something very mature. And he really appreciated that. So I don't know what this is about, but I'm just telling you what I heard today. And I thought that it was all nice and peaceful. Who is this Sid character anyway? Sid, you know. I'm <laughs> only kidding. I'm only kidding. That's a line from Weird Science. It's a great movie. Because who is this Gary character anyway? It's in Weird Science. It's a great movie. So I'm only kidding. I know Sid. Love Sid. All right. Is that all you wanted to say? tell you something else. I went to um, um, the Reagan event last night, and I met Jack Chitterelli. I think he pronounced his name like that. He ran against Murphy and yeah. almost won. Yeah. So I went over to him, and I told him about you, and I said, maybe one day you can give him a call and maybe go on his show. 
and he would love that. All right. You know, he was already on the show, Jack Cetarelli. We tried to help him. Hopefully we did when he was a candidate. I interviewed him twice, by the way, once in person right. and once on the phone. Great guy, came very, very close. Probably He probably did win. You know, the Democrats own the machinery over there. Hey, what's up with Menendez? Robert Menendez, the senator, right? How many times? Oh. He's still under investigation. I, I I see that one's never covered. He's under federal investigation again. Uh, he almost went to jail. Anyway, that's Jersey for you. How many governors has New Jersey had in the past, uh, right? It's had a, mi- a million governors. Well, Kevin was a governor for what? Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, Sandra, many, many thanks. Uh, what else? Tonight, tonight, tonight. Hey, Rachel Maddow, you weren't here right now. This is apparently this can get you in a lot of trouble. What Rachel Maddow said about Devin Nunes. This is the moment. She said something about Devin Nunes and Devin Nunes is suing her. And so far he's winning. Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. Look at her trash talk. I guess it's worse than trash talk. Uh, Devin Nunes cut 31. Andre Durkach is sanctioned by the U.S. government as a Russian agent. Congressman Nunes accepted a package from him. What was in it? He has refused to hand it over to the FBI, which is what you should do if you get something from somebody who is sanctioned by the U.S. government as a Russian agent. Still, the Republicans have kept Mr. Nunes on as the top Republican on the Intelligence Committee. How does that stand? How does that stay a thing? Um, you can get sued for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope you if he can get sued for that, I'm in trouble. <laughs> He's a public figure. I love Devin Nunes. Uh, there's more to it than meets the eye. And uh, he's he's suing. And so far, he's he's winning. So good for him. Good for him, indeed. But under New York Times versus Sullivan, I think you can say just about anything about a public official. And um, it's fair game. And it should be. It should be, for the most part, with very few exceptions. One area where Donald Trump and I may disagree, he wants to make it uh, easier to sue newspapers and stuff like that. Um, I think they're just let them die their own death. They're becoming less and less relevant. Uh, they don't mean anything anymore. Nobody really reads them anymore. Scan headlines, that kind of thing, at best, at best. Um, hey, speaking of dying a slow death, uh, CNN, even at the... This is the cable news network. Remember James Earl Jones? This is CNN. How do you do it, right? This is CNN. That was close. The global news network. They got access to everything, right? I mean, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people work there. They just laid off 2,000 people, about to. Um, But I'm watching it, and I realize, boy, oh, boy, this channel stinks. Forget about the liberal bias for a moment. Just... Listen to this actual conversation that they had at the top of the hour. You know, breaking news, top of the hour, 9 o'clock. This is a 9 o'clock, excuse me, in the morning. Um, and it sounds something like this. Is this is this the most trusted name in news? Really? Cut 34. Do you think they could get to that bigger goal as opposed to a short-term goal on spending? They both, when I say they, I mean the leadership, Jim, both have motivation to do this. Extracting spending cuts, whether it be over the debt ceiling or in these never-ending spending. That's it? All right. It it went on like that for a long time, just like this other one. Uh, Do the one before that, please. 
CNN Capitol Hill reporter Melanie Zanona is following all of this for us. So, Melanie, walk us through the top priorities and what the focus is today. It's going to be a busy day there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's going to be a busy day. First up in the House, they're going to take two critical votes to avoid a rail strike. And the House is going to hold a separate second vote on adding paid sick leave. Both Republican and Democratic Senate leaders are vowing to get this deal done. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's why people change the channel. That's why people change the channel. And I'm watching it the whole time. There's no, uh, there's no, like, listen to this, uh, listen to this soundbite. This is what this person said. This is, and I noticed that the reporter is just like, bah, 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 bah. all she likes to do is be on television. And they're very pretty, by the way. Lots of good looking people. I don't think that cuts it anymore. You know what made good looking people on TV less of a thing? Instagram. You got 10 billion trillion uh, good-looking people on your Instagram if you want to see them. So when you turn on the news, it's not like, oh, eye candy. Oh, I can see something. No, it's what's going on. Give me something I can use. What is what's different? What's, uh, you know, something we can talk about. For instance, this weekend and anytime he comes up in conversation, just remember this about Eric Adams. And <laughs> very few people have heard this. I have introduced you to it. Eric Adams is an anti-white racist. He was a bad cop, a bad state legislator, a very bad borough president. And it's tough to be bad as a borough president because you really don't have anything to do. Zero. Nothing. Lazy guy. And let's just listen to him speak. He hates white people. Cut 32. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers ass, man. I was unbelievable. I kicked those crackers ass, man. I was unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Now I understand. I played that on the Newsmax show. We actually bleeped out ass. Doesn't that sound a little unnecessary, right? I mean, I think that's one of the right. It's a three-letter word. It's not a four-letter word. And don't you forget that, by the way, about him. What happened to Chief Corey and what is happening to other very experienced chiefs, from what I'm hearing, the NYPD is totally, totally adrift. And we can feel it. We can see it in the streets. It's one of the greatest police departments ever. It started with de Blasio wrecking it, wrecking it. First, he pretended it was broken. Then he pretended to fix what wasn't broken. And then he managed to actually break it. And now it's busted. And no one is in charge except this uh, <laughs> this lunatic, right? Hmm? Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Got to really wonder about a guy who was a police officer, yet quit the police department, took a leave of absence to run for Congress. It's kind of an oddball thing to do. He did it as a Republican, by the way. This guy just wanted power. He just wanted the limelight. Doesn't stand for anything. Just wants attention. And now he just wants to see a soccer game. Why in the hell? He's going to regret this. He's going to regret this trip. You know, you're only mayor once. You're only mayor once. You got to, you got to give it all. You got to give it your all. If you can't, you don't deserve it. Especially if you're from New Jersey. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, this is me. Hey, that Balenciaga, are they going to go out of business, that uh, high-end uh, clothing boutique, whatever the hell they do? I don't think I've ever owned anything from Balenciaga. 
I once saw a woman wearing sweatpants. I was with a buddy who recognized them and said, are they Balenciaga? Why, yes, they are. And they were worth something like $3,000, just crazy overpriced stuff. The other stuff has Balenciaga written all over it. So that ad campaign seemed to be, uh, oh, uh, how do we say it, uh, uh, designed to excite child uh, per- child uh, pornography enthusiasts, okay? That's what they were getting at, I think. It was it was simulated child porn. And uh, maybe for that they should be put out of business. What the hell kind of campaign was that? Uh, but Balenciaga did not invent this weirdo fixation on young people with sex, okay? Um, Calvin Klein, of course, they've been at it for decades. I'm not talking about the Brooke Shields ad, which was, uh, for its day, you know, a big deal. But I saw this commercial. I remember I said, I asked somebody if they could find it. It was like in the 19, mid-90s, and I explained to them the commercial. And it, it takes place... It's set in a basement, like a suburban basement, and there's wooden paneling, you know, wood paneling in the background and a shag carpet and, like, a TV that looks like it's out of 1979. And and they have a kid. He's 20, but he looks, you know, it's very no shirt, wearing shorts, and an older man off camera is talking to him and admiring him. And it's one of the creepiest things I ever saw. At the end of the commercial, they're, like, available at Bloomingdale's. You got that first one? All right, listen to this. Pretty blue eyes. Where'd you get that from? What's your name? Brandon. How old are you? 20. Where are you from? Kentucky. Kentucky? Yes. Well, that's where you got the blue eyes. What are you wearing? Pardon? What are you wearing? Short shorts. Fit real well. Uh huh, and then the Bloomingdale's Macy's things pop pops up at the end. Did you see the creep? Was there a real? There's a real creepy thing going on there. Where'd you get those pants? They fit you real well. Uh huh. And the kid's sitting there, no shirt, and he's wearing, as he put it, short shorts. All right, now there's another one. Here's another one. It's in a basement. It's in some creep's basement. An older man uh, talking to a uh, a kid. This kid looks like he's uh this kid looks like he's underage. This kid looks like he's not seventeen. This is like, you know, borderline child pornography and this is nineteen ninety five. And uh I saw it on television when I was sitting in where the hell was I? North Carolina. I was at the I was learning how to fly Harriers in North Carolina and this commercial pops up. Yeah, uh, dude commercial number two, Calvin Klein. Go ahead, show me what you can do. I'll show it today. <laughs> What do you do when you just stand around and you hear a good song on the radio? I, uh, or CD? I march. I march. I like cry around the room. You march? Yeah, march. Go ahead. That's a pretty good march. Uh, marching, the kid, like, kind of dances around in a... In a pretty flamboyant way, I guess, right? You know, I'm Ash, I'm Ash. What the hell is this? So these people have been perverted freaks for a very long time. They have been. That's a word you don't hear very much anymore, by the way, pervert. It's a real thing. It is still a thing, although I guess not because anything goes these days, right? I mean, anything goes. Yeah, there's I, I, apparently, apparently anything goes. 
Well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't, should it? All right, I got to go across the street for the Newsmax uh, situation, which is a great situation. Uh, but Isabella has something important to say. Isabel, Isabella, who? Uh, Manhattan, hi. Hi. Uh, there's a report that you should look up. It says that some scientists claim that fasting can cause early death. Well, I'm not fasting for like three days. I'm fasting, you know, I'm skipping breakfast. Right. Okay. All right. All right. I'll try to check it out. Do you remember the journal? No, it was on on the radio, but I had to go because I had an appointment and and I was already late. All right. Well, now that I'm good and worried and I have nowhere to look specifically, that's okay. That's okay. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Barbara in, oh, Barbara, once again, our resident academic genius on Long Island. Hello. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yes, I was calling because I heard you talking about Biden, unfortunately, saying he's going to run for president again. And I'm like, of course, he's going to run. He's a placeholder. They can put him and everything that comes out of his mouth. And then when it gets so bad that finally Americans will not stand for it anymore, they can say, oh, this gentleman, he's done the best he could for this country. Now he's not feeling well. So he's going to resign from the presidency. And they can load all the bad things he's done on his head, on his reputation, and say, the Democratic Party is turning a new page, and here we have this brand-new person to come in and take his place. So he's going to be there until they can't make any more progress in moving us to the left and in destroying our country. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Gee whiz. I got to – yeah, I hear you. That's interesting. That's interesting. Mike Pence is going to be on Newsmax. Should I drop by? <laughs> I've been busted this guy's chops for a long time. I, I agree with you, Barbara. All that stuff is going to happen. All that stuff's going to happen. Listen, I got to run. There's the music. Thank you, Barbara, very much. Thank you all. Uh, I got to call the wife. Yeah, she did it. Mm. You know, she manages some of my social media. Some of my social media. She said something that I uh, that I disagree with. It's okay. We'll work it out. I'll see you tonight at 10. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.